Extra Butter Podcast. Oh, are those like three well, by five index hey cards? Man, we in, we oh in middle school gosh. right now with this shit. I thought I was really cool with like full sheets. Oh, but, dude. Oh, I, that's even. Most of this has got to be filler. We're words. talking, this is high school and then that's yeah. college right there. <laughs> that's 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 that full sale touch. That looks like high school because it's like, okay, you get one note card. Yep. Front and back. Make and it work. Can, and you can fill it. Yeah. And you had the kid who had like the impossible small writing <laughs> that could actually fit like the entire yeah. textbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not built for this world. <laughs> Welcome to Extra Butter. Extra Butter, baby. Where we put extra butter on everything. Your, your, your one stop shop for great conversation and great movies, baby. Great movie and great butter. Ooh. I can't believe it's not butter. I used to not have that. We were a mar- love that. We were a margarine family, but we were specifically Country Crock. Country Crock is a really mm-hmm. good brand. I just liked when you opened the container and it had that like dimple. Country Crock is like the like the it's like tan. Yeah, it's right. like the like that grayish. It looks like it came from like the Amish. It's all tan. Yeah, it does look yeah. like a smooth churn butter. But yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's margarine. Like really, really uh... fake butter, <laughs> but it spreads. Yeah, that's what I liked because then it was really good. Go to somebody's house with real butter, and I was like, "How do I? How uh, do I use this? How do I make this work?" Do you guys have baguettes on there? (laughs) That's the only way this makes sense. Do you have a nice croissant? Is there a nice croissant? Because this is ripping right through Wonder Bread. (laughs) (laughs) What do you expect me to spread? This needs to be a thick piece of bread. Your rich friend's house had like multi-grain bread. He didn't know nothing about the multi-grain dollar Wonder Bread. Yeah, yeah. I didn't trust those grains. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't trust them. Not at all. Uh, but anyway, I'm Cam, your host with my co-host. Oh, Dylan. And we're here with to the talk butter. on a, on a Black History Month. Yes. We're in February. I'm so excited for this movie. And Dylan made this pick, actually. Yes. We wanted to do something in honor of, of Black History Month and highlight a very creative black director, one of Cameron's favorites, Ryan Coogler. <sighs> the Coogler Coogs and we've been talking about Creed so much that we've already done like a mini episode on it I said yeah this point. Loki, so Loki. now we're going to do Creed yeah and the excitement is real <laughs> the excitement is real so I thought for this one we could just talk through Creed yes like we just you know yeah, let's talk. Let's talk through it, bro. First of all, director Ryan Coogler. Director Ryan Coogler um, has, I think, one of the um, greatest like like op- like uh, debut films with uh, Fruitvale Station. Was that his debut? For some I'm, reason, I thought I'm there was fairly certain that. that's that's his debut. I think and so too. I I don't think I I remember watching that movie in my dorm room and crying with other dudes. Oh, we were sitting there in a, in a dorm room at Hampton University, a bunch of black guys crying. That's how you like know babies. it's good. That's how you know Because we, it, it, we, you watch that movie, and you're like, bro, this could be me. Yep. That's crazy, yep. bro. When you're weeping like Iron Giant, ending tears, then you know like it's on another level. That's insane. And it's always impressive when you come out the gate like that. Yeah. With something that's like just absolutely like phenomenal. Sure, sure, but sure. But I think the danger of that is then being like, everyone's like, oh, what's the follow-up? What's the follow-up? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's had follow-ups that were just as equally 
hard hitting like this with Creed and then going on to do Black Panther and oh my gosh and it's a challenge to go and do one of those films yeah yeah, one of those films is an event yep you're married to that for years it's just like the responsibility he had to you Mm -hmm. know what I mean because there's so many things that go on that aren't your decision right when you come to like a Marvel or a Star Wars film that it's like oh you know they're gonna start telling me what to do on top of my vision. Right. You're gonna hope that they really let you do what you want to do. Right. Not to mention the fact that they were just like pushing, like, all right, you know, all black <laughs> actors. Yeah. You know, everything in here. We need this thing authentic. This thing yep, is really authentic. Yep, yep, and they're yep. like, all right, let's get them. And I think that could, even when you have all that, I think that it can turn into something that's just like still a poor quality thing because it wasn't right. really like as true as it could be. But it's still, it's still played. And it played really very, good. very well to the tune of like a bajillion dollars. Uh, bro, I saw that movie five times. In Black Panther? Five times. Holy buckets. I saw it at the... Uh, have you ever been to the West Oaks Theater? No, I still haven't. If you are uh, to hit to trip. the Florida area, there is a place called the West Oaks Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, down in Ocoee, Florida. Ocoee, Florida. And when I tell you that mall is the most... Ins- like. <laughs> it, it, bro, that mall doesn't make sense. My, I took my mom to go see it when she came down from Maryland, to, like visit me, and she had this theory that she thinks like some kind of drug lord <laughs> needs it for his taxes, so he just bought that mall to be like, hey man, this where I, this is where I'm making all my money, bro, at this mall. And if you went to the mall, I once went to Victoria's Secret, and when we walked in, there was a sign that said, "We'll be back in 15 minutes." <laughs> just like a hand. A handmade, a like, little sign. little sign with a crayon. Yeah. I just imagine that mall being, like, all the normal stores you know, but just, like, a, a, a rip-off version of it. Like, there's yeah. Build-A-Bear, but it's just, like, Build-A-Buddy. Build- and it's got, like, a worse mascot. <laughs> and then Victoria's Secret is just, like, Victoria's Whisper. Yep. And it's, like, really everything's just, like, a slight slight off brand it's it's including the food in the food court you don't even got chick-fil-a bro there's a, a pizza like... spot that has said coming soon since i moved here in 2015 <laughs> we, yeah. we're still waiting on that pizza it's just drop. like a decorative sign with a chef boy rd guy that says yeah. serving up slices soon it's it's, it's soon like, to come you serve them slices boy there's a pizza spot there's a charlie's cheese steaks oh yeah. a sarku because what's a mall without a sarku sarku charlie's that's it. Usually the pizza place is like a <laughs> it's like a spar- sparrows or whatever. Yeah, sabaros, yeah. Sabaro, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like the unfortunate Taco Bell. That because it's in the mall is somehow Ooh. more expensive than a regular Taco Bell, yeah, which somehow, is just a somewhere. crime against nature itself. I think the weird thing is like at that mall, yeah, there's those two places and there's usually like a couple places that are like privately run. Like there's like a Jamaican spot that just yeah. seems like two Jamaican ladies and it's <laughs> like, you know, on their side hustle they run this spot. And there's a boba place that's open whenever uh, the um, the like manager gets there. So we were gonna go there, and I read a review that the girl the lady said I showed up at opening for this boba place. I didn't get served boba until 2 p.m. Oh my god! And all I could bro. think was, lady, you sat there from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'm just chilling, waiting on West Oaks Mall boba. <laughs> there's so many spots before that. You could have driven an hour and got the best boba in your life in Winter Park or some shit. You know yeah, like, exactly. What? Oh, I thought you knew his place specifically. I've been to a couple places. I don't boba actually spots? like. I don't like going because I don't like the boba itself. So I feel like mm. a fraud when I'm just like, yeah, I'll get it without it. And I'm just drinking the drink. It, have you tried the different variations of it? Yeah, you yeah. don't like any of them. I just don't like the texture. That's fair. Like that's what immediately kills me. That no matter like what 
flavor I'm gonna get. Yeah, the texture kills me. I'll try the different flavored drinks. I've been around the world, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> obviously I'll be on a tangent, but yeah, Coogler, um, starring, uh, I think in a, a role that pretty much set him off, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, dude, definitely. Adonis Creed, definitely. Donnie. Donnie. Donnie, bro. I remember seeing Michael B. Jordan in this film and immediately being like, how can I get like that? I, yeah, this is definitely the one where, like, you you see it with your girl. Yeah. And you see Michael B. Jordan. And you, and you know up. that, like, I'm not that. You're not shit. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> she gotta look at Michael B. Jordan, look back at you and be like, mm. But, but Must I mean, be nice. You look like he trained to be a boxer in this movie. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like the regimen is is ridiculous because it's multiple times a day. I don't want to take a six punch days from this a breath. week. Oh hell no! Yeah, I mean, what what blew me away too is like I saw him in this film and I was like, man, he's very fit. But yeah. then when Creed two came oh, out, man. I was like, yo, he like doubled it. The, the tank house. I have. Out, I don't yeah. even know how, I, but bro. you doubled it. We saw two, and then it was just another look over. Your girlfriend could look over at you again and just be like, yeah. and you're still yeah, looking like, like that. <laughs> and you're still looking He's like looking that. He's looking better, and you're still looking like that. You're like, Michael, we joined later like a fridge, and you'd be looking like the whole pantry. Golly, bro. <laughs> I, it's just, there's certain moments with Michael. But anyway, Michael B is, uh, his acting in this movie, bro. There is uh, something I've wanted to watch him in. HBO did, like, an adaptation of the Fahrenheit Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, with yeah. him and like Michael. There's a book on that, I think, right? Yeah, it's a, it a very, very, very classic book. They normally have you read in some what's sort of English of class. What's the what's for the Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit? Yeah, it's like a future society where reading is banned. So mm. they'll literally have like a fire department that makes fires. If that makes sense, like they'll go and raid people's houses and like grab the books that they have, black bag them, and then like burn all the books. Wow, it, there's like specific copy like a limited limited edition copy of fahrenheit 451 that mm-hmm. the, it's made the jacket is made of asbestos and then what? it's it's like kept in a, a sealed bag and in a box or whatever i've seen it online it's really expensive wow obviously you're never touching it yeah but it was just like this crazy special edition that they were like all right let's make an asbestos covered one like what Dang. the hell is that yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah that was a project he did i don't know a couple of years back now that i really wanted to see i know he's he's a i think he has a tom clancy thing too doesn't he? on amazon yeah, yeah, yeah amazon yeah, joint it is but i'm not missing most of these things right now man i can't do this i just feel like like michael b jordan from start to finish like okay the movie starts off right it's it's adonis creek yeah he he you see him as a kid Oh yeah, swinging in like the and in juvie and juvie, and then you yeah. see the magnificent Claire Hudstable show up. I was trying to remember the actual name Claire. of the actress. Uh, All I can remember is like, oh, it's Claire Huxtable. Oh man, oh she's man. dynamite too. But um, like, oh, we'll have, I'm gonna have to take we'll one have to black do like a sub. <laughs> Felicia Rashad, Felicia Rashad. There oh we my go. God. There we go. There Whoa. we go. I was Woo. so close to losing that card, bro. That's all right. That's I lost it. <laughs> Dang, I never had it. I mean, but still. But if I can name both Aunt Vibs right now, I could gain could. it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I could gain one if I can name could. just one could. Aunt Viv. Um, but yeah, oh the, the part of this one's so interesting because I feel like Coogler... Um, kind of Force Awakens Rocky before oh, Star wow. Wars. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah, me, like Stallone for this too, was very uninterested in this. 
I remember like being on the computer and I have like this usual website I'll check about like oh movie stuff and then they were like oh they're working right now here's some you know set photos from a bush of the filming of, of you know Creed and I'm like yeah. oh what's this about and they're like oh it's about you know his son and doing all this and I was like god I don't want to see that because yeah I love watching all the Rocky films like Spike TV would always do you know before there was Harry Potter weekend right. which is every effing weekend by the way Low key. there's like it's never Christmas. there's never a weekend that's not like Harry Potter weekend yeah 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 they would Spike TV would do like Rocky weekend and like for two days in a row they'd play all the movies just one after the other and I just sat there on multiple <laughs> occasions. And just watched the like, Rocky? with my dad buzzing around and just watched all the Rockies. And I'm like, damn, these are awesome. Do you have a favorite like, Rocky? Are, uh, the first one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. If not the first one, it's the third one. Because the third one's like that one third you write one, that Drago? you just had so much fun. That's four. Four is Drago. Three is where um, Apollo trains Rocky. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he yeah, can yeah, fight yeah. Clubber Lang. Yep. And that's when his trainer... Uh, Mickey dies. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, but I like that one because it's so much fun. It's like, okay, cool, we're doing to do a team up movie now after we fought each other twice. Yeah, yeah. But I just love the first one so much because I love I just that. Because like, I don't know how old were you when you watched the first one? I don't even know. I watched the first one because my school? pops when I was young, and I and I didn't like it because I didn't think there was enough boxing as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch. I think I watched it again, maybe college or maybe, maybe right before college or something. And then you understand why it's so cherished. Like, yeah. it's, you see why it won an Oscar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, the underdog thing. Yeah. And like, the, the It's a love story. story. That's what we were just... I was discussing with you guys last week on the Forgetting Sarah Marshall episode was yeah. that it's, like, my favorite romance movie because there was so much more about the drama and the connection and Rocky and, you know, people connecting more than it was about him being like, Adrian. you know, let me get up and box it, you know. Adrian! Adrian! And that's why I like this one a lot, too, because as much as it's like, okay, here's Adonis Foking thing on, like, boxing. Yeah. It's like, no, here's him, like, here's him growing up, making just tough decisions, you know, leaving right. his stepmom. Here, here's another you know. thing, right, that I don't... I, okay, so this scene happens, right? Uh, if you don't know, there's a scene in the movie where Adonis, uh, like... He shows up at the gym because he wants to be a fighter, right? That's what this movie's about. Like, it's about like he wants to be own a boxer. And, yeah. Again, it feels very Jedi-like. Like, I, I was bred for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes into a gym just, like, showing that because he's been doing underground fights. And he goes into this gym and he fights this dude yeah. that's, like, a professional. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll put my, my car on the line. Yeah, this must. And this dude knocks whatever. him out. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, he still has the car? You know how bad I wanted him to be the the final villain? Oh, okay. Because I, I yeah. like that pretty Ricky guy. Like, he's he's cool and all. But, yeah. like, I, I wanted someone that we've a, seen. You know, like, we've seen him, like, Danny Stuntman Wheeler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it does these breakdowns in the film where it'd be like, oh, he's 31-0 and and it's got these, like, little stats. Yeah. And I really like that. That could be gimmicky, but I liked it because the guys he boxes in the film are real. Are real. Boxers, and I feel including like if, Pretty Ricky, yeah. And I feel like if Stuntman, and again, this is very, being very nitpicky. The movie oh, go is fantastic. It. Go for but it. But I really would have liked if he beat the, I forget the other guy's name. I wrote it down. It's like Lion, Lion something. Leo the Lion. Oh, Leo Spirino. Leo the Lion, yeah. So yeah. then he gets to him. But like when he fights his dude and he knocks him out and takes his car. Oh, then he would come back if and he, like, if he fight him again. If he beat Leo and then after that it was like the all of a sudden now the stuntman's like really nice and yeah. you have to fight him. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't, yeah, that's a good point though because they don't really, like they kind of leave that 
and you know never come back to it. Yeah. Is the point of like the thing is like he's not really the heavyweight champion. They just do like a gimmicky kind of yeah, you know, exhibition. Adonis or Apollo's son. Yeah, they do yeah. an exhibition that they both start taking more serious than just like a game. Right, and then he's like, oh, I might actually have it in it, and that's why I like how. You know, when you had Force Awakens come out, which is a good example that we'll go off of, mm. you had people criticizing that, oh, there's so much like the original. Like, you got here, you got another Death Star, you got another that. Yeah. This one is funny because it comes so close to the original. You right, have exactly, him come exactly, to, exactly. You have him come to Philly. He falls in love. Yeah. You have him go to, like, an exhibition fight. They take it serious. He goes the distance. Right. But it's done so well. That you don't even think like, oh, this is just a repeat. It's more exactly, of just like this exactly. like, like faint echo of a film that like reminded you of that one. But it still does a job of planning itself firm. Like I feel the sequel trilogy for Star Wars fails is that you don't like any of the new stuff. Right. Like yeah, you I like agree, bits and pieces yeah, of it. Yeah. But you're like, I'm not in love with all these new characters. And this is what I have to deal with. I love Adonis. I love when Tessa Thompson comes in. I love what they did with, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I can hang on to that. Anything extra is just a bonus. Yeah. Going to Philly. Icing on the Getting cake. Rocky back, etc. That was another point I wanted it's to bring beautiful. up. beautiful. Another point I wanted to bring up is that what I think this film does, uh, the same way I feel that Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are, is that Philly is a character in this movie? Oh, like just New like York New York is, is a character thing? in yeah. Spider Man, and they nailed that. Yeah, because that was in the original, like Rocky. I think more the first one than anything was that yeah. like Philadelphia was its own character. Exactly, you had to live and breathe that in order to understand who Rocky was. Exactly. So to get like that again in the film and let you know, and just told through a different lens because like obviously. Yeah. Uh, when did the original Rocky come out? The nineties, nineteen seventy. The original Rocky. Six. Ooh, I was wrong, bro. Seventy. Sure, I believe. You. <laughs> I believe. I'm gonna you. lose a if, movie card. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. If it came out that then, Philadelphia then is way yeah. different than Philadelphia yeah. now. And I feel like this yeah. movie did a really good job of being like, this is what Philadelphia is yeah. right now. Because there's these all there's all there's all these scenes where the. Uh, the people are going by on like four wheelers and dirt bikes. Exactly. So I looked that up because I was like, man, I'd love to see that because I like that. You know, it kind of has its own flavor. Like that's the it's just like it's so crazy. I read these newspaper articles online that it got so out of hand that it's now banned. Like they're that scene. No, just because like the oh, just like the four wheelers and all the stuff. It's got so out of hand. So many people riding around, whipping through lanes like seriously. They've now outlawed those, and they're literally like going around and seizing them. They said they've got like hundreds of different bikes and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, it's super illegal there now to do all that. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Philly and actually see the the Rocky statue. It was on top of the steps for a long time, mm-hmm. but they moved it to the location that Donnie actually like sees it at in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, I'd love to go see that. I mean, you got to go run those steps. I've always, always wanted to go to Philly just to like be like, all right, I'm not, I'm I'm be that how many idiot. people when you go to Philadelphia or on those or, steps, or running those steps. Yep, and that's gonna be me, especially when this movie came out. Yeah, I'm sure it was a line to run it. Like, <laughs> it was a track. I'm up next, and there's like punching tickets, like you're at the deli. Yeah. Well, that's why I want to do what me and my dad did when we went to Washington D.C. last time. Yeah. Ass early in the morning. 
like before the sun comes up. Oh. All of those monuments you were like run it a, up at, at like sun? yeah, oh, at like five a.m. Wow. All those monuments when we went to go see them because we we're on yeah. like electric scooters. Ghost town. You got really. Be- you got like beautiful pictures. The only people up were like literal people jogging. <laughs> and I, first of all, I was like, "The hell are you doing up at five a.m. jogging? Like, yeah, do you boo boo?" So that's what I want to do is like five a.m. Philly, and then like. Yeah, then you're gonna get at least a good shot, you know, yeah. without like 50 people around. Also, um, can we just talk about Sylvester Stallone's performance in this movie? Yo, Oscar worthy. I, I, I don't think at this point he had made a better movie than the than the first Rocky. His acting performance in this to me oh, is better than yeah. anything he had made from the first. I don't care about Predator. This performance is so good to me, dude. He. Yeah, because even throughout all his other films, like he did like a bajillion, you know, Rambo, yeah. whatever things. I think like, another iconic. Character, as far as yeah. like, yeah, looking at him and being like, oh, he's a serious actor. Like this yeah, was the movie I haven't seen him bring it. Not since he did like that six one for Rocky, the Rocky Balboa. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That one yeah. he had like he turned up the juice again, but this one was so good. And he said that he redid all his dialogue. Like, he wasn't trying to be a jerk, but he went to all the dialogue in the film for himself and just rewrote it for himself. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's um, This movie was written by Ryan Coogler and I think his, his partner Aaron something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone wanted to be – because, again, like, he – I think he pitched it – because this is Sylvester Stallone's project. Like, Rocky is, is yeah. Sylvester Stallone. So when he pitched to him and Sylvester liked it, he's like, great, but I know I know Rocky better than anybody. So, of yeah. course, he's going to want to rewrite that. To me, it just seems like when you have – when you sign LeBron, like that's LeBron's team. Yeah, exactly. If he's like, I want this assistant coach and I don't like this one, that's just how it is because you've got muscle, you got pull. Same thing with any like big star. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know, he directed the first one. He directed multiple ones later on. Right. He had the sixth one. If anyone knows it and has the license to do that, like, it's not even a jerk move. It's just he's doing it. Exactly. And it's going to be better for it because he's going to deliver it authentically. And then when people watch it, they're going to be like, yeah, that's that's wrong. Have you, like, by the way, throw. side note, have you heard what LeBron's doing about the LeBron James? About he's uh, he's pretty much put it out there that, like, oh, um, playing with his son. Yeah, like, yeah. I will take any yeah. contract. So I'm, imagine being yeah. any NBA franchise and knowing he's pretty much guaranteed that Bronny's going to be the number one pick. Yeah. Because Without you know if I draft this man, either A, I can trade him away for some big asset because yeah. you get LeBron James. Yeah. Or B, I'm going to sign Bronny James because I, in that I also get LeBron James. And at least for, for like, pennies. At least for one year for the lowest price that you're ever going to get it. And then at that point, it's like I don't even care if like we're in the middle of a rebuild. I'm just going to get LeBron for one year. Um, yeah. Yo, Magic, could you imagine? Can you imagine if it was the magic? I that am guy, that like the Richard, lotto came around. Or Richard you know? DeBouse or whatever his his name I is. I can't even remember. Damn, I would be tanking every season oh, until I, I get until Bronny shows up. Just to win all the lotteries that you could possibly try and I, win and then get LeBron for like one year. Jeez, man. The city would be on fire. Also, um, I wanted to give a special shout out to uh the love interest in this movie, Tessa oh, Thompson. Dude. She's so awesome in this Bianca. movie because for this and the second movie, they just recorded songs with her because she's supposed to be a musician, you right? Know, and an artist, deaf. but deaf. they literally have like full songs for her yeah. that she sings. She does everything for. I have like two or three of those songs like on my like daily playlist for Spotify. 
Her but song? Yeah, because like I just think that's they're so, dope, so li- There's like one specifically for this film. I can't even remember, but that's on my like my like daily Spotify playlist because I just really love the way that it sounds. Yeah. And um, oh, that's who I was going to talk about too. Friggin' the composer for this, Ludwig. Oh, the, yeah, the guy oh, who did the original. Gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that man a freaking goat? Yeah, dude. Absolute goat. Mandalorian, yeah. Creed, frequent collaborator with Gambino. Gambino bro. That man is Gambino insanely is talented. Did some episodes of Community, too, fun fact. And New Girl. And New Girl. Weirdly, I figured that out, like, not too long ago. And New Girl. I mean, you cut your teeth where you can, but, yeah. <laughs> dude, and Book of Boba Fett. Oh, dude. Yo. <laughs> Yo, dude! I'm telling you, that guy. Oh, of course, for Black Panther and whatnot too, because now he's a he's definitely with the Coogler at this point. Oh yeah, a freaking collaborator. I just feel like that man has his uh, Ludwig has his black card. Ludwig is like this black card, but with like a John Williams pension for making the dopest scores possible. Like around, I love what he does. It's so good, and I specifically love what he does in this film because, like you were saying. We're now getting, like, the Philadelphia of today. You're getting kind of the black card with it. Right, right, right. He mixes in the old Rocky themes in, like, several points of this film, but he layers, like, a beat over them. And yeah. then, like, remixes it and, like, tweaks it a little bit. And I'm like, yo, I think that's such a cool flavor because it screams everything about Rocky that you like, right. but it puts Adonis's character on it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, somebody like him who understands like music visual everything is just a tool to help tell the story right the fact that you know enough and you're aware enough to be like okay i'm gonna put the rocky theme in here but i'm not just gonna slap it on there because it's rocky that's like slapping on the star wars theme just because of star wars that's very fan servicey yeah he's gonna take it and he's gonna be like you know what let me apply this to the story and the story is now is now donnie's yeah so let me put like donnie's spin on what the rocky theme is you know what i mean and yeah, like yeah, yeah. marry the two that's super smart yeah i um, love this whole story with tesla dude. dude it's so good and i just feel like again like it it, it shows kugler's ambition for this movie like the the i feel like this there's maybe now more but like at this time there weren't that many like movies that when you see movies come out in theaters, you'll see, like, a black movie, right? A Medea movie. Medea! You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is very, uh, this is catered towards black people. God, Medea had, how many movies did Bro, he get? Tyler Perry had, unlimited. like, 15 it's Medea unlimited. But they were, the thing that interests me about them is that they were, like, plays, though. Well, like, a, a majority of watched, them. Mom saw Like, the actual plays? Yeah, the actual, like, I figured yeah. watching the plays would be so much better than watching the movies. Yeah, they're amazing. Like, there was a reason he got yeah. popular... And got fun. Because he would, he would, he would uh, improv with the crowd too. It was a great. It was a great. It was a, my mom raved about it when she came. This was before the first movie came out. You know? Oh, okay. yeah. And like and she, she was, was like, this is so good. She was like on the underground tracks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of thing. She yeah. was uh, she like, was, oh, I knew that rapper when he was making mixtapes, boy. She was a uh, man. What's now they're thinking about Donald Glover. He you know yeah. he did a Derek comedy on YouTube. Yep, yeah. Like, it's like bring up Derek comedy. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, you don't know about that. You don't know about it's that. A deep cut, bro. What you know about? There he is, Leo, bro. Leo Sporino, bro. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Talking about Kugler's like filmmaking in this, it it he's taking a story that is Italian American and bringing it to black audiences. Yeah, with very inventive and and he's great camera work. Like he's not shying. Like 
that first fighting sequence where it's one shot. Yeah. Bro. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, yeah, man. where Adonis does like the first match against From literally walkout to yep. end of match. That's and crazy. To get like the punches right, to get the dialogue right, to get everything. I think they said they did like ten takes. The the special effects with the like when you get bloody and stuff like it looked great. It looked yeah. really good. Yeah, he showcases what like all his strengths in this one, dude. Cinematography all the way around, man. I just like one thing I've like I don't know it's a weird thing to say but I always say it about this film it just feels realistic like yeah. nothing feels like hyper real about it nothing feels like it's like forced the way that they do their relationship in this film between him and and Bianca like feels so much to me like the first movie yeah, where it's just like two people they just kind of meet in whatever way and they kind of fumble their way into being in a relationship like it doesn't feel like a a romantic comedy where there's like a meet cute thing right right. like the first time he meets her he's like kicking her door to get you know what i mean like he's yeah. knocking and then he just literally starts kicking it with his foot yeah to get yeah, her to shut true. the music up and i was like i feel like that's such a real scenario of like oh there's ludwig back there on the piano ludwig ludwig like I feel like that's such a real scenario of how you would meet somebody is in a situation like that, and then yeah. you know run into them here, get to know them a bit, and I'm like I really like that, which felt like the you know the original Rocky to me, where it's just like okay, you know let me awkwardly fall into this and then have it just blossom, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I think the other thing I love about this movie is that it doesn't fall into like you know those sports movies where like it's all about the end game. Yep. So once that game is over yep. and you know the outcome, it's kind of hard to revisit the film sometimes. Because it's like you know what's going to happen yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are the, the There'll be like football classics. movies and stuff like that where they're trying to get to that game, but then that game is like a third of the movie. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, I love all the build-up to this. Exactly. And, the, and how it gets the it rolls and the momentum is there. Yeah. But then when it's at the game, like I'm no longer interested because I – I know the, I know outcome, the outcome of it. It's yeah. built up to this. Whereas this movie, I think, really does a good job demonstrating that, yes, it's about boxing. Boxing, Of course it's about boxing. Yeah. But this is really a movie about Adonis needing a positive male figure in his life. Yeah. Not being, like, you know, in the beginning of the movie, you, realize, you find out that they hid that he was Apollo's son for a while. Yeah. You know, so it's like he finds Rocky, he becomes that positive male, flu- male influence, but also, Rocky needs someone because he doesn't have his wife. Yeah, he lost know? lost Polly, lost yeah. Adrian. Lost, you know, a lot of... They, like, pick up right where he's at with the sixth film where he kind of... You know, he lost everybody. Right. Even his son. Like, his son was around in Rocky Balboa. But then in this one, he's moved and he's away with his family. And yeah. he doesn't actually reconnect with them until the second movie. And that scene in the second movie reminds me of the scene from Hey Arnold... Which one? With the one of the guys from his like apartment block thing where they reunite with their daughter or whatever. Oh, Mr. Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> that scene in Creed 2 where he reunites yeah, with his son yeah, yeah, gave me so yeah, many echoes yeah. of that that yeah. it, it like hit me so deep. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn, that's what a great parallel. I'll you tell do. you. I'll tell you. It hits me. <laughs> but they pick him up here and it's it's so true because yeah. I feel like that's what won him over when he read the script of being like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like, they said that his plot line was something from Kugler about his own father being sick and having to kind of like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the real Ryan Kugler, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then applying that to the Rocky character. So now he's fighting, you know, something else. And 
you know, they both do a service right, right, to right, each right. other by lifting each other up. You know what I mean? Um, yo, that's, that brings me to my favorite point in this whole movie. It's really weird because, I mean, there's a lot of good points in the film. And normally, like, your favorite part of a film might be like, oh, I like the, you know, the crescendo of it. I sure. like this scene. This is really cool. Yeah. There's a scene like, you know, we've said it before. You watch enough movies, you know enough stories. You know when there's like the down slope. Yeah, Act Three is coming. Yeah, and yeah. then you're at the bottom of the barrel, yeah. and then you go back up. I love it because there's no like huge inciting incident to bring Adonis back up. Like Rocky, you know, has this whole you know, oh, I have cancer now. He, yeah, he has this whole revelation. They have a big falling out because he saw what happened to Adrian, so he doesn't want to do the treatment. And right. then, you know, it doesn't look well going with his training. He's going to go for this big fight. And Adonis goes to, like, the gym, but the gym's locked up. So he truly has, like, nowhere to be. Nowhere exactly. to go. Yeah, He's yeah, at yeah. the bottom. He's sitting on the curb. And one of the dirt bike kids comes up. And he looks over him, and he's like, hey, yo, you, uh, you Creed son. And then he's just like, yeah. And the kid's like, that's what's up. That's what's up. And then he rides Respect. off. Dude, the first time I saw that, I had no idea why I liked it so much. And I watched the film, like, multiple times over the years. And I was like, that's my favorite point of the whole film. Really? Because it weirdly says so, so much about what's going on. And it reminds me of real life where it's like not everything in life plays like this big, grand movie. Sometimes it's, like, really tiny, subtle things to make you be like, oh. And for Adonis, it's like, oh, I don't want to – I don't know about my father. I've never known him. I'm right, trying to make him right. own, trying to do whatever. People are kind of, like, battling him. And, you know, Tessa at some point in the film says, like, oh, why don't you use the name? Like, it's your name. Don't let him take that away. But it's, like, this weird, simple moment with this kid where he's like, oh, that's what's up. That he's just like, yeah. you know what? Like, we could do this. Like, yeah. I could be this. I am this. Like, let's get up. But it's all internal for him. Right. And you have to do that work. Yeah, and it just became my favorite point in the whole film because it's such a little tiny piece, man. Yeah, but I really, 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 I really, really, really yeah. love it, man. I, I feel like there's so much drama happening in this movie from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The the one thing that I feel like, and again, this is nitpicking because this movie is again fantastic. I like the little nitpicks though. But the I never understand why in movies they always do the. These characters are gonna fight, but we know they're gonna get back together. Like when Adonis and and, oh, and, yeah. and Rocky are like beefing for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Why do we need that one? You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need them to. This brother's got cancer. <laughs> he's don't need the beef. whole movie. He's is trying to escape his his identity. Yeah. We don't need the Rocky and, and Creed or, or, or and, know, like, and Donnie are mad at each yeah. other for a day or a couple of days. Like. Why do we? Why are we doing that stuff? I guess normally they do it just to create drama and tension, or to drive. Honestly, in this one, to drive him down to like the low point. But I feel like we're already there. He has cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like it's already at the low point, but it's like a shared low point for the both of them. Yeah. Sometimes it's like there'll be like a B plot in a movie where they'll do something like that too. They'll just throw in like a little extra. Sure. And just kind of like you know have it go from there. I'm all right with it because then you get the the sense in this film that you're watching like two fights. Because I feel like a lot of times they put in the old characters just for fan service nostalgia. Right. And I right. like in this film that it's like if Rocky was not only in it, he was like he had something to do. 
Dude, yeah, he, he plays I mean? a he's a integral part. Of like he plot. had to yeah. be the mentor, he had to be the father figure for Adonis. Like he had to be that that piece to help lift him up. Right. And you kind of have to like throw a wrench in there and be like, well, something's got to happen to Rocky that he can't perform this. Like first you gotta yeah. first you gotta convince Rocky to do it. Yeah. And then have fun with him and then be the uncle. But then you got to do something to like knock Rocky down at the same time that you knock Adonis down. And then you have to have them work together. I just feel like to the, reach the, 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 the hill, you know. I mean, I see your point, and again, this is it works, but it's done in so many films that like you. I just, you I just grow feel tired. like the 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 mountain they have to climb is once Adonis finds out that Rocky has cancer. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like that. That to me is like, oh man, this is a, like how do they get through this, knowing yeah. that Rocky may die? You know, I just like it in this film. If if I do defend it to just say like, oh, it's because Rocky gives up and then gives up on him you know what i mean because his whole beef about his life is like his father is not there so he kind of feels abandoned but then he feels like everyone else abandons and leaves him that's why i don't like what his mom does in this film i don't want to say nothing about clear huxable but like i get so upset in the beginning of this movie that like instead of being like yo this is really tough i'm gonna need a minute she literally is just like yeah don't call me Yep, and she makes the right move at the end of the film by like sending him yeah for the sure. boxing shorts with like you know his but dad's that's your colors. Son, yeah, but I was like, yo, that's your boy. Like you picked but, him okay. up. You picked him up from juvie. You're not gonna like. I, I like, know you mad, but damn. But think about this. All right, I, in, in in Claire's defense. Oh gosh. Let's, let's let's try to defend her real quick, Claire. This homie is like working on Wall Street, oh, living in a mansion. And like, and a, he's like, nah, bump all that. Yeah. I just want to fight in the street, in the underground <laughs> caves, in the slums of New York. He's like one boxing ring over from the chicken match, while his Tesla's yep. parked in a parking garage. Like, <laughs> what in the world? Like, and you know, it's as a, a mom would be like, oh, he's so pissed because yeah. you know it's a job that she helped him get to. You like maybe a little bit like yeah. she's like she oh how is everything yeah. Yeah, yeah something like oh that. you got promoted word yeah. he's probably making bank already he's I'm got sure the he nice is. mustang and I'm then you're sure like yeah i want to go to a, now do a job where i get beat up and then i'm gonna beat people up you know what i mean and when she already lost her husband to the same thing to the same that's why thing. when i used to watch it i was like you know it's it's got some some plausibility because like yeah that's like that's like your dad being a police officer and getting shot and dying on the job. Mom and then you, never and then you being yeah. like, hey, mom, I'm quitting this. And I'm going to be a police officer because all the same fears would just churn. You know, it's what so I mean? it's so interesting. My dad was in the Air Force. Yeah. And I remember, you know, in high school, you start getting those calls from the Army. Like, you know, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? like that, like the recruiter you, office. You want to you come yeah. on in? And my dad was so you the best strict. that you can be right now, yeah, son. My dad was so strict about no. And he was in the Air Force, which is like one of the better. Like I've heard is like not as Insane. strenuous as the Army yeah. or Navy. You weren't like a Marine or anything. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, he was in the Air Force. But like, you know, not that, you know, no disrespect to anybody who's in any of those sections. But it wasn't like you were underground scuba tank exactly with a machine exactly. gun coming up in a swamp but even then he was you like know. no don't do it and i was oh, like dang geez. man all right yeah that's how you know like uh maybe i won't yeah i'll <laughs> give her i'll give i'll go claire a little bit of a little bit of dues but i see your point I, I mean see. like it's like but it's just yeah. fun you know it's just that fun. yeah that's to my to add to that yeah that's why i just think that the stuff with rocky still works because it's a form of him giving up on himself in yep. an extension giving up on adonis which kills him because it's like oh great here's another person like yeah you know walking away with me you know walking away on me in life you know which is why i like that he's the one that after that little exchange he's the one to be like you know what i'm gonna go 
I'm yeah, going to make a difference. I'm yeah. going to go to him, talk to him, convince him instead of like, you know, the other way around. I think the interesting thing too, do you, do you find it a negative that people compare this movie to Force Awakens? Because I don't. No, because The Force Awakens was the best one out of those out of, that, out of that new out of, this, trilogy, out of the new yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mind that The Force Awakens was like you know a repeat of the you know of A New Hope because I just figured oh they got two more right that means that you got so much potential to build now that you've done the fan service kind of stuff you have new characters set up like oh sky's the limit little yeah. did I know where it might go but. I didn't mind it being that way. So, but I think that's a very good comparison for this movie because there's so many movies that came out that were like, I, I call them like 40 year later sequels. Yeah, Zoolander. I, I don't. I, I hate calling something like a reboot when I know it's like a sequel. Yeah. You know, there's there are true reboot things, but then there's been a whole slew of 40 year sequels, and some of them are freaking banging. Yeah. And some of them get dangerously close to being better than the original movie sometimes yeah. i'm talking blade runner 2049 oh, holy shiz so bro. Good, bro i'm talking blade runner 2049 is a 40 year later sequel that never ever should have worked that movie so and when good. i watched that movie i was like what is this this is a sci-fi this is like I'm, kubrick level sci-fi the, masterpiece i have no idea what to do with my body <laughs> the vfx work on that movie is just like mm-hmm. i don't even you're watching mm-hmm. it, i can't even comprehend what i'm looking at right the now. blend of like uh computer graphics and right, like real exactly. model work yeah. and real stage work like bro that guy knows what he's doing really we, we have to pick doing. one of his movies one day Oof. i don't even know why we haven't yet that's insane i haven't even given star wars to that dude let him run. I it, know, you know, right? Like a new trilogy? Well, now he now he up in Dune, and he gonna, oh, and, he yeah, gonna yeah. and he gonna be up in Dune for a minute because one of the taglines of Dune I saw was a lot to go. Uh, best, w- this will be the best movie franchise since Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, and I read that, and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this movie now. You're you're comparing. Did you watch Dune? It. I did watch Dune, oh, and okay. I did really but really you enjoy can't, it. You can't put that on there. But that's such a harsh like. <laughs> Don't Lord you of the Rings put that evil on me, Ricky yeah, Bobby. Like, Lord of the Rings is one of the best oh, yeah. movies ever made in existence. You know? Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, was so good that when they came out with the Hobbit trilogy, it was always going to be dog water. No yeah. matter how well you did the Hobbits, especially if you yeah. didn't do it as a trilogy because it didn't need to be, it was never going to be as never good because it was just like... Because Desolation of Smog was okay. Like, yeah. It was decent, but... You're just lightning in a bottle that scenario. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know why why they did it, you know? I don't even know. Or just made it, just make it one movie. Like, to make it three, it's just like, it's just so pretentious of you. Well, Guillermo del Toro <laughs> was supposed to do it. That's why he has writing credit on, like, at least the first one. Oh, really? But that kind of, like, fell through, and I can't remember the exact scenario. I would have loved it if it was two movies, just two, and then Guillermo did it. Because I think it just would have been such an interesting, like... Creative yeah. vision because it just would have been, just really been his, you know what I mean? Been, you're right, it would have been really good if Guillermo did it. But there's a ton, there's a ton of those like Creed that are like that I call, yeah, those 40 year later movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, they'll make like Scream 6, wow, you know, which, yeah. which they're still going, they're you know what still, I mean? They just there's the, another one, there's the Blade Run, yeah, I saw it the other day, mm. they greenlit, like the next one, yeah, yeah. I still gotta watch Texas Chainsaw, you gonna watch and, that one? Oh my gosh! I saw a, a picture of that, and I was like, "What is that? Is that the Chainsaw Seven? It's is it another yeah, pre- but they're, is it they're, another prequel? They're, what it, I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak to the validity of this. But I, I've heard that it's just like taking what 
Halloween did with their new movies. Like oh, the yeah. original Halloween happens, and then forty years later, this second movie occurs. Yeah, they're doing the same thing with Texas when, Chainsaw. So the original yeah. movie happened, and then they're doing like. Now, all these years later, Leatherface is back. Well, that's the new trend is not only doing the years later sequel, it's murdering the other films yep. in the continuity. Yep. So instead of like Halloween H2O, you're just dead now. Yep. And and this new Halloween picks up yeah, 40 years off. later, but it's after the first one. And yeah. the second one didn't even make the cut either. Right. And that's why like sometimes I think even those work out. I think it, they work, you know. I, I think it works for the Halloween. I mean, I know some people don't really like the remakes. All that are not remakes, but I like the first, the one new continuations, least. all that. I really do because I Halloween feel like Kills it, was like a it was all right. It was like a balloon letting out. Like yeah. it was a little bit sad, it was but all right. but the original, the, yeah, the first the, one, the first that, one yeah. was pretty legit. Because I feel like when you're taking, there's so many Halloween movies. There's been so many. Uh, terrible iterations of Texas Chainsaw that yep. if you're gonna try to make a follow up, yeah, there's so much you have to figure out. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, all right, screw it, let's just the first one happened and then mine happened. You know, like yeah. I'm not doing H2O or all this other Michael Myers crap. Like, there's there's so many weird Michael Myers so movies, weird and bad yeah. like effects and bad mask, right? And it's crazy because like as a consumer now, I now have to like change my brain. Exactly, and exactly. be like, oh, well, this is like an alternate timeline or something. And I feel like it's kind of funny, like who has license to just be like, oh, all right, I'm axing this in the canon. Yeah, because at that point, it's like I feel like you killed the rewatchability, sure, of like five films in one point. Mm. Maybe they weren't really that great, and you didn't want to watch them in the first place, right? But I'm like, I think it's crazy that people kind of give authority like that to be like, you know what? I'm counting all these as out. And this is where it actually goes. Mm. So now it's just like, well, no one's ever going to watch that film again. Yeah. yeah, yeah in a yeah. sense, because now I'm going to be like, oh, this is this is where they said to pick it up. Yeah. John Carpenter put John his Carpenter, yeah. stamp of approval on this. Yeah. But true. for like the cinephiles, like the big people in the cinema like us, it's like, oh, no, no, no doubt. I'll never watch it again. I'll no, burn it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll burn I'll it. Throw it in the. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in the pit in Mexico with all the E.T. Atari games and I'll never see that bitch again, you know? E.T. the Atari game. That's why I was like, dude, imagine if, like, that happened to something newer, like the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Yeah. Somebody was just like, nah, it picks up here. And then it's like, you just killed that. Can you imagine being that director and being like, my movie is now 100% irrelevant? Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I I directed Halloween H2O. Not anymore. (laughs) Your film is dead. Your movie is irrelevant. Your film is dead. It's irrelevant. I think that's kind of scary. Like the, the idea of canon nowadays is like, especially when you concern like Star Wars. Oh, it's just so man, insane, bro. so insane that they have like teams of people inside like Lucasfilm that are just like, here are the story guys, yeah, and they'll tell you all this stuff, and they have a whole like show bible and to get the continuity right. You know what I mean? Star Wars, you have like I remember watching a interview with Donald Glover, and he said that there's like literally people on set. That like their job is to remind people of like oh on solo yeah yeah, yeah. to remind like, like like to be like you can't do that you can't mm-hmm. like that's not how this works like that's crazy dude. they just know you know know about all the aliens all the aliens have a culture and yeah. a language and a planet and somewhere written down is like oh here's where all this is yeah and, like you know growing just so far out of everything that Lucas originally made up. That it's like even when he was like still owned it and still in it, like it just went so far beyond so far, bro. anything he had ever like dreamed of. You I'm know sure. what I mean? I'm sure that blows my mind. 
Yeah, did bro. you did you have VHSs at your house a lot when you were young? Oh, dude, I have. Uh, my mom just recently moved, and she has all of my. I have probably the most insane collection of Disney. Oh, the clamshell cases. I have the most insane collection of <laughs> Disney movies, bro. Movies that oh, you would you just be know. like, "Why do you have this?" Oh, really? I have it. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Oh man, because I was I was thinking about these Rocky films, and I'm like, I remember going over to my grandfather's house he had this this trailer like like two towns over yeah and the reason why i liked it a lot is because rocky reminded me of him like stallone did oh cool because yeah. he, he loved all those like arnold films like i think the first time i watched predator was over there in his trailer wow, dude. probably like on a little shitty tv how iconic he loved like john claude van damme and yeah, Seagal yeah, yeah. and all those and he had the rocky like set and I always remember the look of the set because it's like a red box with like boxing gloves on it and has uh, all five of them. You know, way uh, before six was ever a thing. Sure, sure, sure. Which sure, I think sure. Balboa was 06. I think so. And yeah, I don't right. even remember. Six, the yeah. fifth one, I swear, was like, I don't even know. I remember know. it was in, I feel like it was in theaters with High School Musical 3. That makes, honestly, that is I don't know why so I accurate. feel this way, but. It feels so accurate right? Right I feel like I'm too. right. I, I, I don't know oh, if I'm right, but gosh. I feel like and I'm right. And the tragedy of that statement is that High School Musical 3 probably had a oh, bigger box office return than Balboa. off of Rocky Balboa, bro. <laughs> when they're unfortunately, you know, drop on the same weekend kind I think of thing. The, I, yeah. think is, I think that way because I know I did theater and I feel like I went to go see Rocky Balboa yeah. and I ran into my theater friends who were like, oh, oh we're going to go see High School Musical 3. Cam, you going in? Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you in uh, there. Going to like, go see Rocky, guys. Went into theater 3 instead. Yep. You were just like, I'm good on the Zac Efron right popcorn. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm zacked out. I'm zacked out. Yeah, he, though, so it comes with like all five like that and I would just really fondly remember that box, but I was just seeing if other people remembered like I have like weird VHS tapes that I watched all the time, and I always remember. Bro, I watched like, the this, uh, this like, uh, I have to send it to you. This uh, documentary about the orange years of Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, and they there's one episode where they talk about the marketing because Nickelodeon did a really interesting job with their marketing, where it wasn't as in your face as Disney Mar- like when it came to merchandise and stuff like that. There just weren't that many Nickelodeon things. Yeah, but there was like the iconic stuff, like the Burger King watches, and like all those. Oh like, my god! Yeah, but they the talked Burger about Burger King watches were so freaking dope, man. So fire, bro! I could talk about that for days. Remember but when Burger King a... did the Pokemon, the gold yeah, slabs, bro? Oh my! Like, they did like the gold Pokemon a, cards. The yeah. one that comes out of the shell, that redhead chick be holding. Oh, Misty, Misty. I had what's oh that? What's that gosh. little? What's that little shell boy? <laughs> what's his name? Squirtle. No man, it was like he was in like a little shell. The shell, the <laughs> shell. Oh shit, he <laughs> he was uh he was white oh, and he God. was in this little shell that was like red and blue. Oh, you talking about the radish guy or whatever? Oh, Togepi, Togepi or whatever. I don't know if that's Damn, his name. Dude, there's people who actually know Pokemon that are like well, shutting gonna, off the podcast yeah, that's right it, now. Dude. I thought it was Togepi. Maybe that's right. Or something like that. He was a little man in a show. There was Ash, Brock, and Misty. And Misty. And then he had Pikachu. There was like an Onyx. And then there was like, I thought it was like Togepi or something. I have no idea. No, because Misty had like My Star dumbass. You and oh, Star Mike. Yeah. But there was a little, I don't know, man. My anyway. dumbass thought those gold bricks were real. <laughs> yo, facts, bro. I thought we had like Dubai money, Dude, yo. <laughs> we thought it was currency as kids. This is. <laughs> the Pokemon cards were. Yeah, dead ass because when you were trading you know Gyarados for something oh, like that was an Lord, intense transaction 
Gyarados, yeah. bro. Or you had like just crazy, you know, legendary bird cards. That was like a mafia transaction. It's when currency. Did that. It's currency. It's kids. Kids. Bro. Kids who didn't know how to play it, who just collected them because everyone else. I did, know dudes got who ripped girls off with dope with- <laughs> Pokemon cards. You know, like hey, be yo, like at lunch and be like, you ever bro, seen a I got that. I got that. I got that holographic cadaver, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, you know, dog. You ever seen a homeboy with the spoons? Oh, shit. Some of those are really freaking cool, man. Yo, you got cool, that, you man. got that Machamp? Machamp. <laughs> I got Machamp. I got Machoke. Whoa, I got Machapa. bro. Yeah, I don't even, oh my god, I, we could reminisce about the names Golly, for days. Bro. Snorlax. Charmander, the Charizard. Charizard was a badass card to have. Yeah, I never had a Charizard. You I had a Blastoise. Have, if you didn't, oh, Blastoise was dope. Yeah. If you didn't have a Charizard or Gyarados, like you weren't even like, yeah, you weren't that cool. Yeah. Charizard was, so was like that. I mean, even to this day, I feel like if I had a holographic Charizard, I'd be like, I have the coolest Pokemon card ever. Well, then when you when the movie came out in like '99, the the movie theater the downtown that I love that's been there since the 1920s, the Strand. That gave out Pokemon cards. It gave mm. out the the Mew card, that like holographic Mew card. Yeah, every yeah, yeah, every kid who got a ticket got one of the cards, and I was like, "Oh, this is so valuable." Meanwhile, they probably gave out like six million. You know what I mean? Oh wow! So there's probably like come a, on, you know, a, come on, come like on, an overage of come them. On. Not to me, over here. Yeah, I remember here, the BK. You had to be the coolest kid ever to get the BK the, chicken, yeah. chicken tendies, and then to get the uh, the watches and everything. Yeah, let's go. Hey, not the. Come on, they want to come. He's like, this this cold is in my way. <laughs> She's so my shy, bad, man. my bad. Hey, baby girl. Yeah, then the orange Nickelodeon tapes were like an absolute banger, though. Oh, do, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, Nickelodeon did that. Because they felt that it was a, a cool way for, um, like, if let's say, like, they were thinking about, like, okay, let's say kids have a bunch of VHSs in a pile. They're yeah. going to grab ours first because it's orange and all these other ones are black. So that that's so why, sense, so that's though. why they did it. Cause they, they thought it would, it would stick out when, cause people lose the covers all the time, but they'll always keep those beats. So they're like, Oh, if yeah, they get the, orange. Yeah. Like, Oh, these are the, they'll know, yeah, they'll know it's burger. us. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause I used to have a teacher who was like, Oh, Whenever I have an important paper that I need you guys to remember, I print it on colored paper because you're going to have a million different like white papers right. and binder, but it, you're going to notice that like bright yeah. pink, hot pink one. Yep. And that's great because, yeah, even if you do lose the covers because – I mean it's kind of like we went to DVDs and kids would leave the DVDs out and they get scratched to shit. Like you'd lose the cover. Oh, it yeah. would break. It would be whatever. But you always know like, oh, those are mine because they're just bright orange and the marketing just like solves itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. We used to rent VHSs from the grocery store. Really? Of all places. What? Publix? No, no. In New Hampshire, the closest thing we'd have to like a Publix was called Hannaford's. I'm not even hip to what that is. It's Hannaford's or it would call, be called Shop and Save in like some spots. And in the corner, there was like, you know, you get like the money services counter. Yeah. They had one. But a quarter of it and then the wall behind it was all like tapes and stuff. And you could actually just use them as like a rental spot. Yeah. Nowadays, you'd solve that because everybody would have a red box. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They would just throw the red box in the store yeah. or outside by the coin star and, and you'd be good. But they had it like in store and we used to rent from there. And you're right because I'd look at that wall and be like, there's all my stuff. Boom. Because it was just orange tapes in a sea yep. of in a sea of like black cases, you know, and they put it in like a protective sleeve Dude. and whatnot. That's the a best, absolute brand. Yo, somebody got paid 
extra slime that oh, day. Bro. I got to say that documentary is probably one of the best days. documentaries. Gotta, they, they go from I got to find that. The uh it's on it's on Hulu. They go from oh, like okay. the like when Nickelodeon first started, like what they started as to Oof, their first live action show with Hey Dude all the way to like <laughs> um you know where they are now with like jeez I just I remember as a kid wanting to go to the universe or the universal lot oh so bad God, to like go to Nickel- Nick Studios, Nickelodeon like, Studios, and then you could see filming of all that. You could watch them film it. Be on the uh, Amanda Show set, right? When the Dance so of the Lobsters cool. came in, that's double where I, dare that's all those kids like shows. Yeah, and then they used to Guts. broadcast live every day from Orlando. Yeah, when they did like the Slime Time Live and yep, all yep, that yep. jazz, I was like, "Yo, I gotta be a part of that." Yeah, dude. Get down here, and all that shit is gone. <laughs> Crazy, bro. The hotel's not even here anymore. Yeah, like I know. all that's just been ripped up. I would love to stay there. Nothing fun anymore. I would love to have stayed there, man. It's like a dream come true for a kid. Adults want to go to Vegas. I want to go to the Nickelodeon, go to the Nickelodeon Hotel. Nickelodeon Hotel, bro. Like I'm trying to stay in that Arnold room. I, I want to get right under the slime fountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's disgusting, but I want to be a part of it. Right. But any dude, any any last thoughts on Creed, man? Watch it. Watch it now. Oh, last thoughts on Creed is something else. Um, Creed three coming up they're making it yeah they i was like a weirdly like in progress thing for a little while that kept getting questioned yeah and then they solidified it by saying it's gonna be uh michael's directorial debut no yeah. way creed three directed by directed mm-hmm. and starring michael b jordan the only thing that's a bummer about it is that when stallone did number two he was like i'm done I think uh, I think he was more saying that with this one too, which I understood. Yeah, for but sure. when he did two, you can even see it when you watch the film that they were just like, you know what? Uh, it's we're writing him out like he reconnected with his son. Yeah, he's got what he needs. Adonis is now like because he gets married. Yep, into you know it proposes and all that. And it's just kind of like okay, we reached the pinnacle of what we want to do. So I'm sure I'm sure Stallone will show up for a bit. He like said about, he's still yeah. firm about not being in it. Wow. And then Michael even commented and said, like, you know, all love. Like, yeah, good. of course. Like, yeah. We've done what we've done. And now, like, I'm going to bring it home with Adonis's story. And, like, we got some cool stuff. I There's no, like, plot or anything yet. Sure. So I don't know what it's about. Because the second one was, like, you know, 4.5. It was yeah. Drago's son and fighting him. Which brings it home because it's... I love that because it was, like, one of these things where it's, like, oh, we're not just, like rehashing something old yeah just to rehash it it was like oh no this is personal like, this is the guy that you know the son of the guy who killed his father in the yep. ring and then it became personal for rocky exactly like same thing like another very serviceable story and not just like bring it back classics just to like you know rake just them over fanservice. again yeah yeah exactly. another like real meaningful thing so i don't know what this third one's going to be about yeah I mean, you can guess, but I, yeah, I'm sure it's, it'll be more, life. you know, emotion between Donnie and Bianca's characters. And yeah, now that he, I said, he has the baby in the second one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot yep, about yep, that. Yep. Yeah, maybe probably about him, like you Some know, more Felicia Rashad. <laughs> probably him questioning himself as like a father and things like that. Possibly, yeah. I'm gonna guess by that one they'll go with like the, the plot line they had for like half the Rocky films, which was, oh, I might retire. Or yeah, I am retired. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're when you're right. watching Spike TV Rocky Marathons, yeah. by the time you get to the fourth film, you're like, fuck, retire already. Because <laughs> it just becomes this ongoing, you know, cliched thing of like, oh, is he going to continue? And now he needs yeah. the money in one film. 
I feel like the third Creed might actually bring that up. But I'm excited because I'd like to see what he does with it. Yeah, I sure. love when certain actors make the jump to directing their own pictures because it brings about some of hey, like, the coolest projects. We got man. Peel out here killing it. Absolutely. John Krasinski killing Dude, it. Dude, that's he's got me more excited than almost anybody lately. Yeah, man. Like those Quiet Place films. That yo, new one he has, the new one he's doing plus, with Steve Carell. What's he doing? With Steve he's doing Carrell? a new one with Steve Carell. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called, but they just oh, announced it. I looked that up. Yeah, yeah. He's got me really excited. Who's another guy? I mean, there's guys that I don't even realize have films already, like George yeah. Clooney, Clooney, stuff like that. Like they've got the films, and, I, and I've never the Cloonster, <laughs> and I never realized it, but I love it. Like Zach Braff's films. I love what, when he does Which his projects, too. I can't think of anything Zach Braff uh, right now. His first one that was a huge indie hit with Natalie Portman, Garden State. I haven't seen that. That one's good. Do you have one about a little boy? Um, I'm not even sure. He did one with, like, Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman called, like, Going in Style, where they were, like, older guys. Oh, yeah, that was him? Yeah, that was oh, him. All right, go ahead, Braff. His second movie is my favorite one, though, that, oh, we might do one day. I really like it, called Wish I Was Here. I'm not hip. I have no idea. It's kind of like an autobiographical thing. Like, it's him with his kids and his wife, and he's trying to, like, struggle to become an actor. Oh, but Zach Braff is in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Directed by him, okay. starring him. He wrote it with, like, his brother. Oh, cool. Um, Josh Gad's in it, too. Josh Gad. Yeah, yeah he, this, he plays this. his brother as well. Cooler, really. I mean, he put, he, he put himself on the map with this one, dude. He definitely did. Was he working on next? Is he doing Black Panther two? Right, he's doing Black Panther two. Oh, he, and he I, came and, you know, Obviously, it. we know the horror stories of that production. So yeah, I'm only wishing lot. him good vibes because I'm sure it's really tough right now on him. That'll probably be the I'm never doing a film like this again. Well, I mean, just to lose your lead actor to Letitia Wright and the whole COVID stuff. It's just like that's a lot for one brother to be handling, <laughs> especially like a follow up to arguably one of Marvel's most successful movies ever made. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a lot of pressure, you know? I, that's why I know a lot of those directors skip coming back. Like, even if they made a banger for the first one, it's like I don't want to try to live up to that, or I don't want to do something like this crazy of a production, yeah, exactly. of like a media circus. Usually, yeah, like they want to get back to making, you know, artistic films, passion projects, small films, yeah. passion things. That's why, as much as Michael Bay's got like such a crazy, uh, like reputation, mm-hmm. I understand his is like his filmmaking prowess because he'll go and do one of these crazy films. And then he'll make whatever he wants. Yep. Because he'll do... One for them, one for me. Every single time, he's like, oh, I'm done with Transformers. And then he ended up doing like six of them. It was because they made so much money that the next time, the next film he did was always his own. Yep. He could do whatever the hell he wanted. So he would make like, oh, Benghazi or Pain and Gain or something random. And then he'd come back, do another, another Transformers, Transformers, and then be done with that. Bury and then, by the numbers. And then go, a bunch of money. go yeah. do whatever those, he those wants. Those movies do numbers overseas, bro. Yo, insane Insane internationally, like billions. That's why I think, like, some of these guys, like, you know, might come back once in a while. The Turtle, like, Coogler, like, maybe. Or even, like, the Russo brothers, you know, they might be like, oh, we might come back to Marvel eventually. Yeah. Like, we've done more than enough, but, like, after we do a lot of, like, artistic projects, we might come back here so that eventually, like, we have license to do whatever the hell we want. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. Oh man, what what's on the docket for Friday? We maybe recording with your brother, or we, we might doing... be next up. I don't want to do Hitch. Oh, I forgot about Hitch. Hey, oh yeah, I forgot oh, about Hitch. Yeah, bro. Will Smith and Ava Mendes. One of the one of my. Favorite do you know who directed that? I don't actually. But I'll find out. 
Why? We'll have it for you in the next episode. Uh, we will. We were either or it'll have, be Lee's pick. I forget what Lee's It's pick. either Hitch or with my brother Lee, we're, we're going to do The Town. The Town. Which, oh, again, another actor, director, Ben Affleck. There it is. That's another one I forgot yeah. to mention. Yeah. I'm excited so, for him, so yeah, either I or. I've never seen that movie. so Never? No. Oh, in for a treat. All right. All right. All right. Well, until then, thank you for joining us for Extra Butter. It's been Cam and Dylan. Catch you on the next one, man. Catch you on the flippity flip. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.